Hey guys, it's Tyler. So for those of you that don't remember or maybe didn't get a chance to listen to our show from a few days ago, episode 290, this was actually the first half of that recording session, um, but we went super long and I don't like really releasing super long episodes anymore. Uh, it's just easier, I think, personally to break down um, hour, hour, 10 minutes at most podcasts. Uh, so I decided to split these up into two. Um, we didn't play it super well uh, where we did our get what we've been playing first and then we did the big Nintendo stuff second. Uh, I wanted to get the Nintendo stuff, our thoughts out there first because it was still more in the news, more topical. Uh, and then I figured release this part second. So anyways, I'm rambling now. But um, this is our what we've been playing part of that recording session. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys enjoyed our Nintendo stuff. Uh, if not, go back and check that out. But until next time, guys, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 290 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I'm doing all right. Actually, I kind of wanted to tell you a little bit of a brief story, though, before we really get into the nitty-gritty of things. So, my district manager at work, he has coined a new nickname for me in terms of, uh, he sees how much I do for, like, production stuff and, like, how much I do for general work around the environment. He gives me the nickname of Hot Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Hot Rod Colonel Gables. (laughs) I know, right? And his explanation, well, not nearly as an explanation or something, it's just kind of like a nickname that's kind of stuck. So every time he sees me, like, out on the floor, like, working, like, Metro carts or out there just, like, going back and forth, because I'm on my feet, literally, like, uh, all the time when I'm at a workplace. And so I was like, hey there, Hot Rod, how's it going? I was like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) It's just... (laughs) <laughs> it's just one of those things that's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I think that it fits so well. It's like, okay, now I can just go forth and just have the complete nickname and stuff. It's like it's Hot Rod Colonel Gables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But uh, title for the episode, right now, so don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, though, it's been pretty much a busy week. I have been playing other games besides Warcraft because, well, you know what, I need to fit in something because what you would consider, like, Madden, you know, you have your game that you play, like, for a few hours a day or something like that with Madden. I got mine now for World of Warcraft and stuff. So, I try to focus upon this week of trying to uh, find that specific game or games that's going to help break up the monotony of me grinding in Warcraft and stuff, so... So, you know, I think I have at least a few that I'm actually going forth and into. But, uh, cool. anyway, I'm doing alright, Tyler. How have you been doing? <laughs> uh, doing alright. It is a, um, a weird, uh, recording time for us. Yes, it is. Uh, we are recording on a, uh, late Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. All the, uh, first, uh, games for us. The, uh, we always, like, the noon football games are over for you, 10 a.m. Yep. For, for Gables. Uh, are over, just finished. Yep. Um, you know, football sucks, man. I hate football. Um, <laughs> Packers just tied the Vikings after blowing a lead. And uh, the Cleveland Browns have actually lost after their field goal, after their kicker missed an extra point in like three field goals. So it's like four kicks. And yeah. It's like, oh my God. The Browns yeah, we, play like the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Poor Browns. I feel I sorry for those fans. They're, they're like cursed. Uh, you know what's so, going 
But anyway, go ahead. Go you're fine. Okay, okay. It's like you know what's going to happen now. The Browns keep on winning. You know, if they start winning, everybody's going to be on top of their bandwagon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping for 0 and 16, which we were close to getting. You know, uh, they uh, they were seconds away from tying again. Yep. Um, which would have been awesome, but unfortunately the Packers tied. Uh, so uh, it was a cool couple hours in the last like hour of the game. Uh, the high, the, you know, the highest of highs yes. and the lowest of lows as um, as a fan of football sometimes. Um, but no, it's actually kind of works. I kind of like this almost like the Sunday the Sunday recording session. Uh, oh, I know, right? You know, because like especially after after what well, essentially is a loss because uh, the Packers should have won the game. Yes, uh, and they they blew it. Um, it's bad calls too, but. They, they 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 you know they should have won still they had a big lead and they gave it up, um, so it's not really you can't really it's hard to enjoy a tie anyways like only ever the Packers only had a few ever in my lifetime, um, even if they came back and tied it it's still hard to enjoy but it's it's even it's it's, it's feels like a loss right now yeah uh, I, even understand. Though tied, I understand even though they tied a really about, good team I think with my my Forty or something like that it's been like a I think I've seen them tie once. I know at the halftime they were leading thirteen to ten over the Lions, which I mm-hmm. hope they actually win this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. So, yeah, it's been a weird uh, season already, though. Where yes, you typically only see a tie every two to four years, and we've seen two in two weeks. Yep. So, um, off to a rip roaring start in the NFL this year. Uh, but the Hawkeyes won on Saturday, so that was nice. There you go. Uh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Uh. But yeah, I don't know. It's been a it's been an interesting week. I had to take uh, my first like big um, work trip uh, on Friday. I went I went on a trip a couple years ago, but it was like an hour away, um, and went just mm-hmm. met one of our suppliers and you know there and back in five six hours. Um, I had to go on a trip with all of the uh, big wigs. I was the only hourly employee. Everybody else was salary, so it's kind of <laughs> kind of a, a weird thing where I didn't say a lot, uh, even though I I, I, I talk to these guys a lot. It's just like it's it's. Stuck in a car with them. Uh, went to Kansas City. It's about three and a half hour drive. Um, so we had to go visit uh, a supplier of ours. So um, it was it was a, it was a very long uh, day uh, sitting in a car. Um, but I got, the cool thing was is you kind of just do whatever the hell you want for those those um, those hours driving in the car. Or just I just sat in the back seat trying to drive. So it was kind of nice. So I brought the switch with me. So yeah. uh, switch. Uh, Man, I see why people always rave about the Switch as a portable. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really, outside of like a few times where I've talked about like where we've had a few power outages and it kind of kept me entertained while we didn't have power. Uh, going on that trip to Vegas and back and now this, it's been kind of cool. I played it for a few hours, played a little bit of Hyper, Hyper Light Drifter. Um, a little difficult to play because it was just kind of shaky, yeah. and a little bumpy on the roads. Um, but Picross has been like, is like an excellent travel game, uh, playing Picross 2. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a yeah, it's been a uh, uh, it's a, I don't know, it's been a you know fun little week. Uh, got I got tomorrow off. I got Monday off, there so I'm go. excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so kind of gives me. I told my boss, I'm like, good thing I already have Monday off because I because she texted me as soon as the game was over, like seriously. Uh, and I'm like, I told her, good thing I had Monday off because I probably wouldn't have made it anyways. Because <laughs> I was, I, was <laughs> I, I legitimately felt like I was gonna throw up when the when the uh, when the game ended at the oh. time, uh, yeah, I felt legitimately sick to my stomach. Ooh. Uh, but anyways, enough about football and all that. Uh, let's get into uh, to the actual meat and potatoes of the show. This is obviously a video game podcast. Talk about video games. Um, you want you want to do 
uh, the direct first, or you want to talk about what we've been playing first? Why don't we talk about what we've been playing first? You know, try to mix okay. things up. Okay, yeah. I guess we have been for a while now doing news first. Uh, so, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Let's see. How about you go first this time, Tyler? All right, cool. Um, so more of the same for me um, as last week. I uh, I actually beat Spider Man on Wednesday night. Uh, I talked oh, about a lot last week. Yeah, you played uh, that game hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had last Friday off. Um, so you know, I talked about I spent pretty much 10, 12 hours on Friday playing it. Another five or six probably on Saturday playing it. Um, so I mean, going in the last week recording, I was close to twenty hours in probably. Uh, I would say I beat it. Um, I was probably somewhere a minimum twenty five hours to the high to maybe thirty at most. Um, and uh, like I said, I I just could not play. I could not help but play. Uh, I. Pretty much all I would do before football kicked off on Saturday and Sunday was just play Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just, before, like I talked about last week, I was close to 20 hours in and I had only beaten the first act. I'd only actually, after, uh, close to 20 hours of gameplay, probably only spent a few hours on the actual story. Um, I finished the game, uh, I was like 86% complete for the entire game. Yeah. So, barely close to 100%ing That's it. That's pretty cool. I was, yeah, so I, I was looking at possibly going back because I, I'm still I still really enjoyed the game. Uh, part of the reason I kind of I kind of got I was kind of flying through a little bit the story mode. One because it was really getting good, um, especially about halfway through the game. Like it was it was good in the beginning. Like I talked about last week, it was cool playing as Peter Parker, dealing with um, the human side of it, not just the Spider Man side of it, and dealing with all his relationships. Uh, I delve more into that, and it kind of gets a little more intense as you go, and it's just like oh, I want to. You still want to see where where continue where it goes on from there, um, and I was like, oh, I want to keep playing. I want to keep playing through that. And also, Shadow of the Tomb Raider was coming out on Friday, so I'm like, I'm like, once you know, I want to play. I want to be able to pick that up and play that when it when it comes out. Um, so, what, but once I just kind of got rolling, because I was I'd put like a story mission here and there, and I would goof off for an hour or so, yeah. do a bunch of side quests. Really, what it would be was like, oh, I'm going to do a story mission, and like I, I never really I didn't really fast travel much. I did I did like five times just because there's a trophy for fast traveling five times. Yeah. Uh, but after that, I didn't do it anymore. <laughs> and because it's just fun to swing around, and it's almost in a way like the loading time is not long. It's it's 15 seconds at most. But you swing through the city so fast, like it's kind of unnecessary. Like and it's fun swinging around the city. Like I was having fun just like sw- swooping through obstacles and flying, trying to slide through like buildings and uh, do like cool tricks and stuff. And just you were. Uh, what I was going on, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm a thousand meters away from the from the story mission. I'll just swing over there. No big deal." And um, I would get there, and then like, "Oh, there's oh, there's a there's a crime over here. Like crimes pop up here and there. You go stop the crime, fight, beat the beat up the bad guys." Um, oh, there's a pigeon over here. I'm gonna go catch the pigeon. Oh, there's a there's a um, nearby there's a, a photo ops area. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna go swing over here and do a photo. So it was like, "Ah, oh, I'm on my way to the story," and it's like two hours would go by. And I've still haven't done that mission yet, and I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, oh, there's that over here. So, like, I'm having a blast just doing it, um, just doing all the side stuff. Like they're fun to do, and even the stuff that's not super fun to do, um, it, it's short enough. Like none of them take more than. There's ones where you have to take over, take over like uh, construction areas or like take back bases, right? Or beat up and beat up the guys and take take the stop the bit in their main base where they're doing. Oh, I see. Doing the main crimes at. So um, typical like sandbox sort of. Like type of stylings of missions where you gotta get to certain territories, you got to yeah. find little collectibles kind of, here. 
Yeah, kind of like in a, like Far Cry Five or Far Cry games where you, there's a camp with a bunch of bad guys. You eliminate all the bad guys, and the camp's gone. You take over the camp. But the difference kind of is that. probably like this game's probably a little bit more focused in terms of what you have to collect, and probably because of the story mode. Would you say like the story mode for Spider Man is like uh, probably a little bit more stronger than say Far Cry Five? Oh yeah, um, mm. definitely. Because okay. I think it helps. Uh, like Far Cry has always had really great vi- villains. Yes, but really they've had like one really strong villain. Uh, you, you go 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 like Voss and three. Yeah. Um, I can't remember number four. They have, he has a weird name. I can't remember it. And five was the five. The main villain was pretty good too. I just kind of petered out on that game. Um, but um, with this, like it, like Mister Negative Martin Lee uh, is the main villain. Uh, and then he has like uh, as the game progresses, you find like some of the side quests. There's like optional uh, bosses you can fight in the game. Right. And, like, there's, like, side missions you can do, and, like, you just kind of stumble upon them, and you fight them after, like, you do a, uh, a few little missions, like, side missions. And, like, those guys are, are good. And then, like, you fight other, like, popular villains from uh, Spider-Man, like, lore in that game, too, and they're all really good. Like, they're all, like, and, like, the, like, delving into the, the, the um, some of the side missions and going in, like, when you pick up, like, so one of the things you can do is collect a bunch of backpacks that you find. Uh, like Peter Parker has like laying around all over the city. Uh, you can go in there and you can like look and see what he finds in the backpack. You go in the, into the, the the menu and look at him, and I'll tell you a story about like all these things he finds. Yeah. And like learning the background of like how he's dealt with some of these guys in the past is like the lore of it makes for you know some really makes makes them mean a little bit more. Some of those boss fights and you kind of understand like what he talks about like oh I fought the Vulture over a dozen times. Right. It's like he's been, like he's been doing it for eight years, so it's just kind of like. Yeah, so um, the story does mean more because I think the like I said, dealing with the the Peter Parker side of things, uh, and it hits a little closer to home where him and, uh, and this isn't spoilers because it all takes place in the first hour or so of the game. But okay. Peter and Martin, uh, Mister Negative, uh, they're like actual like friends in real life. I um, see. And uh, like his aunt May works for Martin Lee, and it kind of you know kind of means more in that, and it kind of do a great job of setting it all up. And, um, yeah, I, like I said, like, once I got rolling on the story missions, I didn't want to stop. Like, like I was, like, once I got to a certain point, I'm like, oh, I got to know what happens next. I want to see what happens next. And it's just, like, the, it got bigger and bigger. It's not my favorite. I'm not going to say it's, like, an all-time great story, you know, but for but for an open-world game, it's top tier, I think, for story, right. for a uh, for a sandbox-style game. It is a top tier uh, uh, story game. Like I mentioned last week, if this was a linear Spider-Man game, like I still would really enjoy it just because of that story, that story mode and the combat and everything with it. But uh, uh, being in the sandbox element uh, made it more fun with all the with, with all the. It was just like I said, it was seizing on top of that stake. That's exactly what I said last week, and right. I, I stand with that. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I have been in the mood just to have like a big old like hankering for a open world style game, and from what you've been describing the past couple weeks, this definitely sounds like something that I've been wanting to play for a while because. Here's the thing, with the open world type of games, when it comes to myself, the last time I played an open world game, I actually completed it. <laughs> that was uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands last year. Oh, yeah. But the story in and of itself wasn't really as strong. But if, from what you're making it sound like, it's not only strong in that case, but uh, it looks like a lot of the side missions and stuff are actually worthwhile to continue with as well. But another thing that uh, I want to touch upon right here for Spider-Man is you were mentioning something about the backstories and stuff where, like, Peter Parker would explain, like, his past battles with certain villains and this and that. It kind of reminds me of when Spider-Man 
for, came out for the N64 and the PlayStation, that one by yeah. Activision, mm-hmm. how they had the initial features where you could unlock specific comic book panels throughout that game by completing certain like objectives and this and that. And uh, it's sort of... The Spider-Man game of 2018, in comparison to the Spider-Man game from back then, it's like they have... The thing about the Spider-Man game from back in, like, say, the late 90s, that one also had, like, a little bit of backstory, too, upon, like, certain story arcs and stuff from Spider-Man and, like, the various enemies that uh, were in the game, which at that point it was, like, you know, Venom, Rhino, Carnage, this and that. But for this game, it sounds like Spider-Man goes into details about the backstories through, like, collectibles by people like the Vulture or Mr. Negative or Kingpin or whatever. That actually makes it more appealing for me eventually to want to pick it up because here's the thing: other than Batman, Spider-Man was a close second for me when it came to uh, superhero stuff. So it just yeah. sounds fascinating to learn more a bit of the lore, and possibly in the eventual sequel to this game, you may see like uh, we may have like other types of villains too, like say Venom or Carnage or whatever. That would be awesome. Yeah. And not to really spoil anything, but like we don't, yeah, we, there's no Venom, there's no Carnage. We don't even like we we don't even really deal with anything with the with um, the like I said last week. Um, you don't even really deal with anything as far as like the Hop album goes. Like uh, Osborne has played uh, a huge factor in this game in the story mode, um, but you don't even deal with any of the Goblin stuff. Uh, Electro is not even in there. Interesting. Uh, even Mysterio, Mis- I guess. Mysterio is not even in there. Like they mention Mysterio in the game, a, um, uh, like a prelude almost. Yes, yeah, so, like he's been like. A, Spider-Man's fought him before, right? But we don't know anything with what's going on with him. Like, we don't know if he's in the raft, the like the, the, the Max Prison, or anything. We don't know. So they have definitely done a good job of like they gave you know like you said at E3 like the Sinister Six stuff yes. is basically you know that's like the kind of the main crux of the game. Um, and they do that, but like it's like and I mentioned last week. Everybody always talks about how great Batman's villains are. Like yes, this game like. We we dealt with uh, at least six top end uh, villains, um, or, you know maybe not top end, but six really good villains. Four of which are probably like most people would be would know. Uh, I think uh, even like casual Spider Man fans would know who those guys are. Like exactly, right now. Uh, um, it's almost Vulture. like a it's Tyler. It's almost like a neck and neck sort of thing, you know, between like Batman and Sup- Batman and Spider Man in terms of like the villains that have that mass appeal. <laughs> that even casual fans going into it will know, okay, that's that villain from that series or something. And that's a good case that you just mentioned, you know, for Spider-Man. Immediately, when I think Spider-Man and the villains, I think of Kingpin, Hobgoblin, Green Goblin, mm-hmm. Venom, Carnage, Rhino, Electro, like, uh, <laughs> Shocker and stuff. And even, like, the some of the obscure ones, like, say, like, uh, oh, boy, like, maybe Morbius or something like that from a time to time. And, like, uh... Boy, there were some other ones too. Like, oh man, oh man. Now I'm just starting to really dig deep in here, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, but like, yeah, like I said, there's like a lot. Like, we we knocked out a lot of like the top tier, maybe like, but there's still a, a few they haven't messed with yet. They're setting there. Some of you can see they're setting up for. Um, and then you have like, there's a couple like side ones that are like Taskmaster, uh, Taskmaster, yes, and Tombstones in the game. Uh, but I never heard of those. I heard of Taskmaster before, but I didn't know anything yes. about him. T- Tombstone, I never heard of before. So, they, I mean, they've definitely did a good job of like make selling this game, doing a great job of setting up this universe. But like, also 
uh, for this game, but also like in the future. It's kind of like almost like God of War did. It was like they did a great job of setting up this new universe for Kratos, but uh, there's so much like that like they haven't even touched upon. Um, Makes it exciting with though, that, for potential sequels to both of those games. Yeah, like God of War like, and Spider Man. Yeah, like I'm already like sitting. I'm like, okay, so maybe 2020 we see the new we see God of War two. Oh. Maybe we 2021 we can see Spider Man. I'm like oh, I'm already man. like trying to like I've been already doing timelines about like man they've done it like they have set themselves up both these games for the for the future uh, with this, just the story and then the the gameplay the gameplay is already there the lore is already there like now they just got to build upon this and like just tell you know tell a good story which exactly. so far they've proven they can do um, and like I said last week I I thought. Um, God of War and Celeste were, uh, you know, I thought God of War was like, ah, no, no big hold a candle to it. And then I played Celeste, and this is like, ooh, okay. So, no, Celeste is right up there. And then I'm like, but those games are like on a, their own little tier up there. But it's just like, ooh, then I played Spider-Man. I'm like, I beat the game, and I'm like, oh, I'm at 86%. I'm close to, I could probably knock it. I could probably get the platinum in like three or four hours and 100% the game. And I was like, I, right now there's, I got Shadow of the Tomb Raider I want to play. Uh, but I'm like, ooh, like October's looking wide open. Oh yeah, like, I can throw a po- throw a po- couple co- uh, podcast on and knock those out without even really thinking about it. So um, yeah, um, great game. If you guys can't tell, I already love the game. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of the best games of the year. It's a game, like I said last week, if you have a PS4, there's no reason to own, uh, no reason not to own this. And if you are on the on the edge of the seat, somehow still thinking about getting a PS4. Uh, now is I think I mean if you haven't I don't know what I don't know if Spider-Man does do it for you I don't know what will uh, with with all the other great exclusives from um, Sony on this on this generation right um, but I do want to quickly talk about um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 okay um, Blackout that's a long uh, title beta uh, is uh, was going on it's, it's only going on this week uh, I think I, I think I might have mentioned it last week but I, I pre-ordered it for you don't pay anything uh, they give you a code you get a code for the beta that I think it ends tomorrow uh, so I think it goes through Monday um, so if you're listening to this it's probably pretty much over or already over uh, but oh yeah dude you can go on anywhere I just wanted Best Buy pre-ordered it um, got my code deleted cancelled my pre-order uh, I've, played, I've only played it for I don't know. I think I played like six, seven matches for I don't know, maybe an hour at most. Um, but it's essentially, if people don't know, it is the it is um, their um, uh, battle royale mode for Call right. of Duty Black Ops Four. Um, and this, I thought it was only eighty players um, in a game, yeah. but I think there's eighty eight actually, which is a weird number, but that's that what weird. it has in the beta. Uh, yeah, you think you just not only even are uh, you know a number that ends in ten. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I want to play it for a little bit, but man, this feels like, I'm sitting here playing it, and it's like, it's, Call of Duty games are always, they're, they're, they're the best at, like, at gameplay, and the, the click, the, the fast twitch, um, you know, button, uh, action, and, uh, how smooth everything feels, they're one of the best when the business, when it comes to shooting yeah. mechanics, uh, maybe up, Destiny's, maybe the closest to Hell's a Candle to them, and, like I'm sitting playing it, and like I know it's sixty bucks. It doesn't have a campaign, but I'm just like I'm thinking about like I don't. This is not a Fortnite killer because Fortnite's a free to play game, and it's just it's it's overtaken. I mean that that game like with being a mobile and all that, like it's overtaken everything. You can play it anywhere, all that. Uh, but this to me just feels like I was sitting playing. I'm like this feels like a uh, PUBG killer. 
in a lot of ways. Where uh, it feels closer to PUBG than Fortnite does. Um, where you know, like PUBG has, uh, you know, it's it's more Call of Duty esque. It's more realistic, and um, this, uh, and you know, Fortnite has a building. It's more cartoony and all that. It's got weird weapons. You can dress up like a unicorn. Stupid shit like that. They don't take themselves seriously at all. And playing through this, it's just like. It does every. I only played maybe an hour of PUBG to be honest. Like I played a few matches when I when I got my Xbox One X and all that. Uh, it's still glitchy and has problems like that. The beta is obviously it's a beta, so it's got some glitchy and there's like points where like the wall isn't there, but you can see like I went to a store and there was like plants like potted uh, like pots from a plant on shelves, but the shelves weren't there. Um, so like it's not perfect obviously, but. It's like I'm sitting playing. I'm like, this game already feels like more finished than PUBG does. And that game's been out for a year and a half now. Uh, and I'm just sitting. I'm like, between the between the, it's Call of Duty. It's the biggest franchise in gaming right now, or over the last 15 years. Um, it's it's got the, it's got already got a got a good foothold in the gaming world. It's got the it's got the online. It's got the zombies. It's Treyarch. I just playing it. It just like I said, it feels smooth. I've actually got a few kills. It's it's a little more fast, but I think the matches aren't as long. Uh, and I'm, I'm not like inning super high in these games. You know, I'm, I'm I think the lowest I got out of 88. I think the lowest I got was like 50 something. The highest I got was like 13 or 14. Um, and but it just it just it feels better. It's you know you're not like I don't know maybe, maybe the way I'm playing is different from a lot of other people. But I'm not like sitting in a bathtub. Like I do in Fortnite and uh, what I played a PUBG, waiting. Uh, well, the circle's getting smaller. Better go run now. And you know, it's just, it just feels good. It feels great. Uh, not that I don't not because I understand. Oh, I'm gonna buy this day one just because that's I'm not really that type of gamer. I don't right. like to play the especially with the lack of campaign. Uh, I love the Black Ops campaigns except for three. I love the first two. Um, but if if enough friends bought this game at um, at launch. And we're keep consistently playing it. I I would probably throw down sixty bucks and I'd pick this game up, uh, for sure because I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Yeah. I just so yeah, that's really open playing. Uh, I definitely I it's, I would it sucks I, I you know I got to play you know we didn't get more time with it. I wish it was a couple weeks instead of a week. Uh, but I think it comes out October twelfth. Uh, but yeah, so far it seems like a lot of people are liking it as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. I think it's a it's a good um it was a good selling point that beta was. Um, is so that's what I've been playing. Gables, what about you? Okay, I've been playing a few games this week. To get the most obvious out of the way first, I am currently a level seventy-six with my arms warrior in Warcraft. I was going through a lot of the Outlands stuff, which is basically the Burning Crusades expansion. I was there upwards until like around level seventy-five, completing quests and stuff. But I have moved into Lich King stuff currently so i am in northrend i am completing a whole bunch of missions i kind of i kind of had to ask around with some of my friends because i noticed that a lot of the experience stuff was starting to diminish and then they just uh, will inform me and it's like well the reason why you're doing this is because of the outland stuff and pretty crusade is good for levels 60 through 70 and since i was five levels over the uh, cap of that that explains why i was going slowly so through other types of process I'm now in Northrend. I'm now earning a bunch of like experience points through gathering missions and basically collecting certain things, this and that. And so far, at least I'm getting myself back on track when it comes to that. I want to eventually get to level 80 by the end of this week. 
hopefully a little bit higher because I am trying my best to get my character from 1 to 120, which is the level cap. <laughs> my uh, su my subscription to it is going to expire by the end of this week, but I'm going to fix that. It's, oh. you know, it's convinced me enough to where, hey, I want to renew. I want to go and try for another few months and stuff and just see how, what else I can uh, get out from it, you know? It's... I haven't even delved too much in the dungeons or the raid portions of it yet. I've just been doing mainline missions. A couple, a couple of my friends have been helping me here and there in terms of what they want me to try to experience, you know, through some dungeons, through some raid stuff, you know, try to be helpful as possible. So I've been much appreciative of that, and it's part of the reason why I haven't really delved into a lot of newer games as of late. But in that regard, though, it let me focus on another game that I had been playing which I have been playing more, and I've actually beaten Castlevania Symphony of the Night again. I decided to play a little bit more of it yesterday because I was only about, I would say, half an hour to 45 minutes like uh, away from me actually beating the game. My average time for beating Symphony of the Night ranges from about 6 hours to about 6.45, roughly. This one was a little bit more because I was trying to explore and uh, grind for specific new weapons that I never even knew I could use. So here's a funny story. I was watching a YouTube video last week, and uh, this um, it was trying to like say the more the toughest boss battles in sort of video games, and the video that they had dedicated this to was a boss in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which uh, who is called Gallimoth. Now, Gallimoth is a hidden boss inside the Reverse Castle. You don't even have to go through and beat him if you don't want to. But if you want to complete this game and the whole 200.6% stuff, you got to go through that area and you got to beat him. So, a backstory on that. Gallimoth and all the enemies that are around that area in the Reverse Catacombs, they pay tribute to an obscure NES game called Kid Dracula, which the main protagonist in that game is Alucard, the son of Dracula. Oh. <laughs> and the main antagonist of that game is Gallimoth. So it's like, I never knew about that. The game reference is so obscure from an old Konami game that uh, was barely like recognized back in the day. But I like that it had that, that obscure of reference. But other kinds of secrets that I ended up discovering... There, I found out that there is a good use for an item in the game called the Shield Rod. Now, the Shield Rod I never knew how to really use properly because it it basically powers up based upon how good your shield is. So, the best shield in the game is Alucard Shield, which you lose towards the beginning of the game after the Grim Reaper pretty much steals all your weapons and stuff like around 10 minutes or so into the game. So once I got the Alucard shield and stuff, I was fiddling around with it. And I did a quarter circle with my attack button, which in this case is either the square or the triangle. No, no, square or the cross. Nah, I'll get it eventually. But anyway, with my attack button, I just did a quarter circle. And it popped up something while I had the Alucard shield equipped on. And uh, it went through a cycle to where all these different shields and stuff were circling around. And so... I did that a few times. I'm thinking to myself, okay, what do I do? And so I have my shield up, and just out of curiosity, I started just running into enemies. 
it started insta-killing enemies, one after hmm. another. <laughs> nice. So, what did I ended up doing was I, I had to test it out in a boss battle. So, here I am in the Reverse Castle, I was testing it off against the Grim Reaper, and not even 30 seconds I had beaten that boss. I beat both forms of the Grim Reaper in Symphony of the Night in, like, under 30 seconds. <laughs> with the shield rod Alucard shield combo. So, another thing that I wanted to try out was there's this other weapon that I never even knew existed. And it's called the Rune Sword. Now, the Rune Sword is a flying sword that you can actually toss and it comes back to you like a boomerang, sort of. Mm -hmm. So, there's one enemy in that entire game. It's much like how I explained earlier with the Chrysogrim when you have to go through the reverse library and uh, start grinding on this one enemy called Shmu. It's sort of like a similar case with uh, the Rune Sword, where there's one enemy in the entire game in one portion of the reverse castle that you have to grind on in order to acquire this weapon. It's the Dodo Bird. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, they actually pay tribute to like an extinct bird, right? And here's the thing, the Dodo Bird, the stats of it, it's like it's only got two HP. And every time it sees an enemy or sees you, it starts to run. So, basically, here I am. I'm grinding on this dodo bird, right? And it's dropping... It drops two items. One of them being the heart brooch, and the other one being the rune sword. Now, the heart brooch reduces heart usage. You know, when you use your sub-weapons, like, say, your holy water, your axe, your whatever. The rune sword, if you use it correctly, and in which case, I actually, I actually went forth and I got two rune swords, which took me about maybe 20... 20 minutes to a half an hour to actually get it to get both of them I started using it and started to experiment with it like uh, for other bosses too like when essentially I beat Symphony of the Night twice once with uh, my Chrysogrim and the other one with the Rune Sword because it was just so hilarious seeing the end boss of this game literally just fall after just not even like a few minutes of uh, <laughs> not even like a minute or so after just facing off against him but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting seeing a game like Castlevania Symphony of the Night has so many hidden type of secrets and so many hidden types of ways you can beat enemies or even just break the game in and of itself. And I find it completely fascinating that after all these years that I've been playing this game off and on since 2003, I'm finding new and creative ways in order to not only play the game, but to experience just how awesome a lot of these hidden items were that I never even knew existed. Like, another example was I was facing off against this enemy in the reverse castle called the Nova Skeleton. And basically it's a green skeleton that fires this, this sort of like big old laser beam. So, by chance, I killed one of them and it dropped this sort of sword. It was a two-handed sword. It was powerful, more powerful than my Chrysogrim, but it's a poison sword. And quintessentially, it inflicts poison damage onto enemies. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, trying it out and stuff. Didn't have really that fast of a draw, but... Uh, but, yeah, it's just finding different ways to play a classic game which has the most appeal and the most replayability for me. Like I said before, there's only a few games I can do that with and just find something fun and creative each time I play through it. So, the last game that I have been playing this week is another continuation Earthbound. I'm still oh, playing yeah. more of Earthbound 
at this point in time, I have all of my party members, finally. I went through... I went through the particular portion of Summers, that's the town I'm in, and uh, I went up and I ended up discovering, okay, I still have to make a call to this place called the Stoic Club. So I go to a shop, I go to a payphone, and I call the Stoic Club. And so when I did that, I could actually gain access to the building, and you have to talk with all the NPC characters in it, but specifically you have to talk with this one lady that's in the bottom right-hand corner that's near the entrance. And basically what happens is, like, she asks you a question. Oh, you just, like, do you want to eat some of my magic cake or something like that, quintessentially? Because she makes these, like, particularly have a pastries called magic cakes and stuff, right? So her NPC leaves. I go over to the stand, this little stand or something where she's making them and stuff. She lets you try one of them. And that's uh, when, after you try it and do this and do that, that's when the screen just starts going to like a psychedelic sort of thing and all of a sudden it blacks out and you're flash and now all of a sudden you're with your fourth uh, party character Pooh in Delam. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a uh, far eastern kingdom and stuff, more reminiscent of like uh, ancient sort of I want to say either Chinese or ancient like uh, Japanese sort of style of land, but uh, what's kind of funny is when you take control of the character this uh, character Pooh and stuff, he has the abilities to use both physical attacks and psychic attacks. So you go around the village and stuff, all the girl characters or something like that, the young girl characters like him because he's a prince and this and that. But you go through a lot of the presents and items that are there. You can pick up things like bottles of water, which are consumable by him. And he has this sort of weird thing where there are certain items that don't equipped onto him because he has specific items tailored for him that you must find throughout the game. So, after doing that and completing, like, uh, his uh, training, because Pooh has a specific training that you have to complete before you meet up with the other party members. It's something called Moo training, right? So it's like M-U, you know, Moo training. And the whole thing about it is it starts, you know, it goes like a, it starts being, like, whimsical and stuff like that. And all of a sudden when you get to his training, when he climbs up to this one, like, peak or something and he starts meditating... All of a sudden, it's like, it starts to get a little bit dark, you know, and like, uh, you have this spirit or something that starts asking him questions in the form of his training, you know, it's like, do you want me to break your arms? Do you want me to break your legs? You know, <laughs> do you want me to tear off your ears? Do you want me to like, take out your eyes and stuff like that, you know, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So obviously they don't show that type of things, but because it's like a mental training thing. And the final question is like, it's like, do you want me to take your conscience, you know, like, you know, basically just take the soul that was left and stuff. And so, you know, going through the game up until that point, it's like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. There's some dark elements here and there. And then all of a sudden it just goes to that. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> so, obviously, after completing it, because you have to answer yes, no matter what, in terms of <laughs> this type of stuff, or else you'll fail the training. But uh, after that, you go back to your master. You, you actually level up without having to fight a single enemy in that area. You learn specific types of psychic techniques. In this case, Teleport Alpha and Teleport Beta, which Teleport Beta basically lets you teleport while rotating around like it's sort of like a circle or something like that to whatever that uh, previous area is that you hadn't before. So that's how Pooh meets up with the party. His, he uses like uh, Teleport Beta to get to that specific like area in Summers. And now... At this moment in time, I'm at Summers with my full party, and what I need to do is I need to find the fifth 
my sanctuary location, which I know is back and forth side, because I had to do another, like, I had to do a side mission before then where I had to get an autograph from this one girl from this club in Forside in order to, like, she signs a banana peel, and I have to give it to this one person inside the Dinosaur Museum, and it's just so freaking crazy and just weird, but it's it's still a bunch of fun, and I am seriously wanting to play more of it. Now, just keep in mind, this is a game that I've had for, like, over ten years, quintessentially, and I'm just now starting to really start to get back into it and actually start to enjoy what I'm playing through, you know, because I'm doing that along with watching the Let's Play of it from one of my favorite YouTubers, Chaka Conroy and stuff, so it's like, hmm. it's starting to become a little bit more memorable, and it, there's just a lot of stuff that's just fascinating about the game. It's like, finally I'm in the mood to play it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's cool. other than that, man, that's all I've been playing. Hey guys, Captain Hindsight Tyler here, back, uh, where we Wish, I wish I could have uh, recorded this and planned it out better, but I didn't. So that's the end of our recording session, or record that half of the recording session. Uh, so hopefully we'll be back next week with a normal show. We're going to split up into two parts. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys again on uh, Sunday. Bye.